Good evening, good evening, good evening. Um, thank you all again for joining with us tonight. Um, as we prepare for another episode and for such a time as this, uh, we apologize about being a little bit behind schedule on tonight. But nevertheless, we are here and ready to go. Uh, we thank God for yet another day. We thank Him for health, life, and strength. We thank Him for all of His goodness, how He's been with us, how He's kept us, how He's watched over us. Oh, Lord, all day, all night, all week, all month, all year. <laughs> God has just been good to us. Um, again, we are the ministry of such a time as this. The time is now. Brother Sam Miller, Reverend John S. Mason, and Reverend G. Lewis Tillman. And we come on tonight just to share another word with you um, from, from what we feel the Lord has given us to share with you all tonight. Um, we just came off of a, Lord have mercy, a four-week series on... Um, Hell, please don't go there. Uh, if you missed the series, it's on Facebook or our, on our pages, or you can go to YouTube and we chopped it up and it's there on for such a time as this also. Um, um, hell is, hell is hell. Hell is real. Hell is no joke. I just found out a little while ago that a little 15-year-old boy died Sunday. <clears throat> His girlfriend accidentally killed him with a handgun. 15 years old. He's dead. So we just we just thank God for his word. We're going to um, come back and do a short podcast on the torments of hell because we really didn't get into the torments of hell like we should have. But on tonight, we're going to look at John 10 and 10, which says that the thief cometh but for to kill, steal, and to destroy. But before we get into that, we're going to ask uh, Brother Sam if he would give us our moments of reflection then we're going to ask um, Reverend Mason if he would give us what's on his heart, and then we will jump into this lesson on tonight. <clears throat> Brother Simon. Um, for my moment of reflection, I just want to <clears throat> talk about God's plan. Mm. And no matter um, mama, sister, girlfriend, baby daddy, um, no matter who it is, uh, their plan isn't God's plan. Correct. And no matter how good, bad, or ugly it gets, uh, God still has a plan. And it's not always what we want. See, sometimes I think we get it we mistake things or we get it wrong because we're saying, you know, 
in the name of Jesus, I declare it. Decree and up and down and whatever it may be, but that's sometimes not God's plan. So what, what you want, even with that being said, you know, God has something else in store for you that you might not even understand. And understand that Psalm 37, 23 says the steps of a good man. And I say good man, good woman, because we are created by God, are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his ways or her ways. So understand that we, even when it's going bad, God has a plan. But we have to stay the course sometimes. That's when your faith comes into play. You know, God says, you know, he, he will do these things. But we have to be faithful in those things, even in the even in the bad times. We're great when it's good. You know, we can we can praise them up and down. We can say hallelujah and sing the best songs. But when things get a little bit shaky, our faith a little tested, then we're gonna say, okay, God, I'm gonna have to do something about this because this isn't the way I want it. But understand that somebody is gonna hear this and say, it's God. I was listening to a song all this week, and it was like, oh, man, can't think of his name right now. But um, it's Fred Hammond, Please Don't Pass Me By. And, um, and the man on the side of the road saying, you know what? I know that I'm worthless, but I can be used. I know that I'm broken, but I also know that you can heal me. So God had a plan for him the whole time. You can go back and listen to the song. Please listen to it because please don't pass me by. I think about that because we're going to go through some trials and tribulations. We're going to have to think about this. This God's plan. Because sometimes we sat there for too long and we weren't even supposed to sit there. Because that's not part of God's plan. We done went through all things, and I'm saying this, but, you know, I have to live by it as well. <laughs> We're going through some things. But understand, somebody, that God has a plan for your life, no matter what it may look like right now. But God has a plan. So I say hold on to his unchanging hand because he is able. I'm living proof. All three of us sitting here at this table are living proof that God can use you. Even we're not, we're not even worthy of it. Not even worthy. Should be cast, cast out. But we have mercy. And by his grace, he saved us, made us whole. Now, I'm not saying we're perfect, but we're good because we submitted to him. We accepted him as who he is. And so I'll say that just remember that God has a plan for your life. And your plan is predestined. And if you just stay the course, God will see you through it. Brothers. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sam, for those uh, words of reflections there. Uh, <clears throat> as he was talking, I was thinking about uh, last week when we uh, finished up our series on, on hell. Uh, and as we discussed that, you know, hell is a 
subject that's not popular these days. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of amens. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of hallelujahs and, and praise God uh, from subjects like that. Because uh, the subject of hell disturbs people uh, right where they are. Uh, whether you're saying a lot or whether you're saying a, a, a little, uh, hell has a tendency to cause you to say, uh, I remember a commercial we used to look at and uh, when people would hear something that sort of got their attention, it, it sort of a, was a wake up call to them, you were always hearing, hmm, hmm, something to think about there, you know. And, uh, Hell is one of those subjects that will disturb you when you're comfortable. And we know as preachers that's what we've been called to do, to disturb the comfort. And the comfort does disturb. Uh, people are needing that today because we're, we're beginning to run rampant. And when you look at all of these mass shootings that's going on, especially with the, with the young kids, Today. Uh, I was talking to my wife this morning, and I, I brought up something. And I said, you know, uh, I said, Richard, I said, understand, I said, I wonder why, with all of these mass shootings that's going on, I said, you ever notice that there are no women that are doing this? Yeah. There are no young girls that are doing this? It's always the young men. And I was wondering what type of mindset or what, what is it that's going on that's actually causing these young men to want to take other people's lives. <clears throat> Something is going on that's causing them to, to do that. Uh, they, they're having this discussion and trying to pass this bill about cracking down on uh, the guns. Uh, and somebody mentioned something. They said that uh, it's not the guns that are killing people. It's the people that are killing people. And I thought about that and gave a little thought to it. And I said, now, you can buy a gun, and you can lay that gun down or lock it up, and that gun won't shoot nobody. It won't do any damage to anybody. It won't do anything at all. But when certain people pick that gun up, they make a decision on what they're going to do with it. And so when I thought about that, I'm like, okay, so this basically a matter of uh, your mind and the choices that, you, that we make. And I thought about if we all were making the right choices, which would be basically accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then there would be a whole lot of changes that's going to be made because the only way that we're going to see a change in this world 
is that Jesus will have to change our hearts. And when he changes our hearts, he not only changes the heart, but he changes your way of thinking. He changes your way of your mind works. And, and, and he changes it in a way to where what I'm looking at. That's, that's the dare. I, I put that dare out today. That let's try Jesus. Since everything else that you're trying is not working. See, like everything else is getting worse. Let's try Jesus and see what happens. Are, are, are you scared to try Jesus? Or should I say this? Are you bold enough to try Jesus? And as we finished up with this series last week uh, of, of hell, and you know, the Bible teaches that hell is enlarging itself. Well, if hell is enlarging itself every day, and the Bible puts it like that every day, if hell is enlarging itself, then what's happening is that there are more people that's going to hell because hell has to enlarge itself enough to accommodate you. And so as I thought about that, I thought about the people that are going uh, and that there are people that we might know could even be a loved one, you know, uh, uh, for some of us, could have been our mothers or, my, or our fathers, and still could be our mothers and fathers. Sisters and brothers, aunts and nieces, uncles, all of these people uh, could wind up in that place called hell. So we pray and hope they don't, uh, that God will intervene in their life some way and draw them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. All right. Let's pray and then we'll jump into this. Father, we thank you again. We have men and officers that are calling you and come before you and share another time with word, God. And so God, on tonight, we ask that we always have asked to remove us, Spirit of the living God, speak to us and speak to us. Bless each and every individual that will hear us, listen to us, however, and I just bless this our time together as we look at John 10 tonight. He cometh but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Thank you for what you've already done. It's in Jesus' name we ask and we thank you. Amen. 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 John chapter 2, verse 10. Let me, let me just quickly say something real quickly about what you just said about trying Jesus. Um, it is too, too simple, I guess, in some people's mind. Because in some people's mind, there's nothing to try when you say try Jesus. But yet, they still get a call on him when they get in trouble. Um, Jesus is the only answer for what we're dealing with in our world today. <coughs> A gun can do no more harm to a person than somebody picking up that gun, using that gun, pointing it, they got to pick it up, they got to load it, they got to put the magazine in, they got to pull it. It takes a whole lot to shoot a gun. And through all that stuff you working with to shoot a gun, the Spirit of God ain't talking to you, especially if your mind says it's wrong. Your conscience is not convicting you. That's probably what I'm holding on that. And I'll say it five times. I'm just going to be honest with you from, from being that person. 
when, when you, it's kind of like a, it's not you. It's not I don't you. Say it's it's a, I don't want to say it's an out of body thing, oh, but it's okay. like, it's, it's a, you, you said something, for me it was disrespect. I, okay. I, I didn't take disrespect. And after, instantly, man, I was, like I said, when I think I told you on my testimony, man, I didn't know how to turn it off. Right. I, was, I was already conditioned, and my mind was also in it. And then some people say, you know, I didn't mean to do it, but, oh, I didn't do it. Because right. I know I didn't. Right. I did it because right. of the simple, the pieces that lined up. So now there was, it's, it's all, it's this determinant factor that goes along with it. Even though he said it took all this to do that. While you're doing all that, your mind still, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Right. Just like this. Right. It ain't the point of conviction, it's the point of, I'm going to do this because, and all those pieces that went together. And once you get to the ultimate, that's when you're, that's when it's, it's an instant. When you get, it's a, it, it really is. It's an instant when you say, I really shouldn't do this. But at the same time, you fight, I know I'm doing this. Boom! Yeah. So, I mean, it instantly, just like that. The thought is there, but you can. Sort of override. You can override it, but at the same time, it didn't. Because, who came in the door when I came in last? And when I said I came in last, I was meaning to take somebody right away with me. Right. Just so it didn't hit you right now. It just. Hit you enough, but it didn't do it. Yeah. But, but that was what I said. It wasn't meant for me. Because I, my intention was. I your intention say, was your intention. Yes, sir. Nothing but. Right. It's an instant, man. I, I know. I, I, it's an instant. But at that time, it's like. It's, it's a fight. It's a battle right there. I'm not saying that it's, it could be. It could be like. It could be the angels wrestling in that moment. No, you're not going to do it. You, you're not going to do this. And it could have been going on for a car ride or To walk into a school, and we're going to, because this right here is working, and I appreciate what you just sent me about the context of this right here. Because in the text, the thief is not the devil per se. The thief is the Pharisees that continued on from chapter 9. Jesus had healed the young man by spitting on the ground and putting spittle on his eyes and the boy was born blind and they're like, who did this? It was Jesus. And they're like, he, he been, I don't know what he was or what y'all want to call him. All I know is that I was blind, but now I see. And parents, they're like, go get the parents. Parents said, ask him, he old enough. So the continuation, because it says the Pharisees are Jesus' opponents. Anytime the Lord has an opponent, that's the devil because that word opponent and adversary run line and line. So contextually, the Pharisees are the thief in this, but the thief we deal with today is that joker that's got so many names. Adversary, Satan, Diablo, Devil, Prince of the Air, the God of this world, the wicked one, the great deceiver. You can't trust somebody with a whole lot of names. And Brother Sam, where you was when you did that and where people are when they do that, the thief is operating. He is. Yeah. I mean, look at a thief. He tries to take something that don't belong to you. Anybody shooting somebody is taking somebody, if they succeeded that person's life in you, 
then they are taking something that don't belong to them. Yeah. <clears throat> Too loud, that's Well, actually, I heard somebody put it deeper. Mm. That when you kill somebody, you kill that person's posterity. You kill the whole blood. Whole bloodline. That's true. Mm -hmm. But could be. Right. Now, there's this big battle going on, and I probably get in trouble, but it's okay. Folks fighting about abortion, but you ain't fighting about a gun taking a child's life. Death is death, murder is murder. You ought to be just as adamant about one as you are the other. And so, whenever you, all the babies that have been killed, Never know if a cure for cancer was a boy. <clears throat> Never know if a cure for the common cold. Maybe that's why we ain't solved cancer because we didn't kill the cure. But the thief is the one operating in this, and people, people don't understand doing what the devil say do. It's just like doing what God say do. It's a choice. It, it really is. It's just who you going to obey. You know saying? You say in that instance, don't do that. Gone, done. Can't. Mm -mm. You can't unsqueeze the trigger. We deal with this joker every day. Every day. And guess what? He is trying his best to destroy, to kill, to steal as many people from the kingdom as he can. But really, he's not stealing from the kingdom. He's get, really getting what's already allocated for him. Because Jesus said, God, you got them. I got them in my hand. I'm in your hand. No man can pluck. I may have messed up that scripture, but you got God, 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 yeah. Snatches that. Yeah. So, but, but let's look at this. Jesus was saying, he was saying, um, when you look at this again, in John chapter 9, there was a man that was born. Mm -hmm. Jesus takes the man, spits on the ground, puts spittle on his eyes. And the man begins to see. Pharisees see this. How can you see? A man named Jesus. I, 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 I gotta know what that is. That, that, that's, a, that's a whole lot right there. Everybody that can see spiritually now is because of a man named Jesus. Amazing grace. Mm. How sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. Once was lost. Mm. Now I'm fine. We're blind. That is right there. Yes, sir. And now I see. I have to wear these just like, hey, that's something. All three of us. <laughs> I can't see without these. <laughs> we can't see naturally, but thank be to God. Oh, man. Thanks be to God. We can see spiritually. Yes. That's why we sit here on Tuesday night. Mm. We can see spirit. We see the times. But 
Jesus heals the man, and the Pharisees get wind of it, and they want to talk a little junk, and they're like, well, he's this, he's that. And I like what this man said. He didn't go by what people said about him. He said, whether he be this or not, I know not. He said, all I'm going to do is deal with the facts. I was blind, but now I see. And so we carry over, and Jesus is telling everybody who he is. And in John chapter 9, Jesus said, I am the door. What does the door mean? He'll let you in. <laughs> and keep you safe. He said, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Mm -hmm. He said, I am the doorway to eternal life. But there is opposition to what Jesus is offering. And the sad thing, more people are following the opposition than people or following Jesus. Because it's easy. Go ahead. It's easy. I mean, that, that's just it, though. It's easier and it's, it's, it's full of sunshine and joy, not knowing that, you know, it's it's not the right path. I think we discussed it last week about the road. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's so simple. But it's so simple, and I always think about it is that, you know, God made, made it so simple just, you know, to, to abide in these things. And, it's, and, and the crazy thing about it, we can do it on a job. We can follow all these rules, even if we don't even like them. No, we might complain about the fact, but we still show up every day. True. But God said, do this, these, and everything else. Right. Be at abundantly. Right. But you can't accept that 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 thing that He asked for because it's, it's not because it's not in this world. You, you're not seeing the, the, there's there's more to what this is on this world. There's some greater things, but in order to know that, you have to get in His Word and understand that. Yeah. You have to be, you have to have all these things that go into place that go along with it. But at the same time, it's a that deceiver is mm. always there. That word right there to, to just sway you a little bit this way. You know, ought to be all right. You know, just this little time or whatever. It'll be okay. Then the next time, and the next time, and then it never ends. Yeah. There's a time at the time that never ends. that it's going to always be and there's never going to be again. You, you're never going to have to uh, face or suffer any consequences uh, from your actions. You know? uh, I was looking at what the professor was saying about the uh, blind man that, uh, that Jesus healed the sight. Uh, these religious leaders actually put him out of the church, so to speak, put him out of the synagogue. Uh, and it is amazing uh, when you look at this continuous uh, movement, uh, this blind man receiving his sight, being put out, but guess who takes him in? Jesus brings him in, takes him in, accepts him. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he's having this discussion or this, uh, and, and, and 
you know, throughout all of Jesus' ministry, he always bumped head with the scribes and the Pharisees. It was one-on-one -on -one all the time. He, he was going up against them, you know. And, uh, at, at one time, uh, he really had to tell them and put them in their place. You know, he told them that they were whitewashed tombstones, that they were full of dead men's bones. You know, they looked holy on the outside. <clears throat> he said, but the inside, you're just as dead. You know, there's nothing alive about you on the inside. And, you know, that's what they did in those days. They kept the tombstones very white because they would go and paint and keep them white all the time, you know. But a person that knows what was beyond the tombstone, up under the tombstone, they knew that it was a dead person there, rotten to the core. That wasn't good for anything. And so when Jesus addressed them many times because of these uh, uh, different things that they were doing, uh, it caused a big problem between him and them. And so they didn't like that. And so many times we see what well, they even sought to kill him. Uh, but we know it wasn't his time yet, so none of that was going to work, wasn't going to work. Uh, but he's going to continue be in opposition with thee. And you talk about the adversary. There and, it is. And, and the thief and your opponent and basically your enemy. Uh, they're going to come in ways that you don't want them to. Because what they're trying to do is destroy the truth of what you're trying to say. And, and, and Jesus has experienced all of this. He's coming. And, and later on down in this, this verse, you'll see where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. See, that, that's going to be a problem. And before we jump ahead of it, uh, we'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're going to win chapter. <laughs> We're going to back you back up, pull you back in. So, so let's look at this thing. There is, in Scripture and study, something called the principle of first ministry, the law of primary reference, which means if you really want to understand something in the Bible, go back to the first time it's mentioned and see what the content of what was going on with that particular thing, person or whatever. The first time this joker is mentioned, what is he doing? Deceiving, lying trying to pull people away from God. And he's already been kicked away from God because Isaiah 14 and 12 says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? He's already, and I tell people this, and people look at me like I'm crazy when I say this, but the devil really does not like you. He is your number one hater. He cannot stand you. Why? Because you can go somewhere he can't get back to. He knows how beautiful heaven is. He knows how peaceful it is. He wanted it for himself. It's true. Anytime you're looking at somebody dealing with pride, you're looking at a person that's operating or allowing the devil's spirit to operate in me. 
That's why sometimes Christians can raise sin at church. Mm. It is not the person, it's the spirit operating in there. And we sit here and we say at this table all the time, the God of this world has blinded the mind. And people don't even understand that they're allowing the devil to operate in them sometimes. But a lot of people know that they're not saved. And they're just doing what they do. And Romans 1 said, everybody going to be without an excuse. Why? Because you have conscience to let you know that the stuff you're doing is not right. So there's something internally built in us even before we come to Christ and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's true. But the Bible says that the thief, again, this joker got a whole lot of names. Satan. Lucifer. Bible says, or the story says that he was a choir director. Somebody say that's why you got so much heck in the choir. That's why so many problems in the choir a lot of times. True. But the devil's agenda, maybe that's what we he has an agenda. His agenda is to stop you from doing whatever God would have you to do. His agenda is to stop you, one, from going to heaven. See, his destination is already set. It's true. He already knows he's done. He can't do anything about his destination. But what he can do is he can try to keep as many people from the shepherd as he can. That's what the Pharisees were doing here. They, they, Jesus came on the scene. You know how it is. For, for, for somebody else come on the scene. <laughs> they used to be the big shot. That's it. it used to be all about them. Even with being offered positions in churches to help and stuff like that. Even with going to churches and allowing God to use the talents and the gifts that he's blessed you with. Somebody in the church going to get married at you. Yes, they will. Somebody in the church, man, who, who, who you think he is? Because <laughs> he's trying to take over. <laughs> sure. Not Church folks. Live some of them. <laughs> God can bless you to sing and the choir can have one magnificent leader and they lead about everything but somebody here you can carry a tune let you lead a song that person that used to lead you won't even sing with you because they're not leading now that's the thing It's a spirit. Spirit of defiance, spirit of hatred, spirit of you can't do this. It's me. I'm supposed to be doing this. This is about me. He will work in people. Can we go here? Go ahead, man. You know he'll work in your house. Exactly. He'll work with family. Sometimes he'll work through your spouse, your significant other. 
Lord knows they're trying to work through your children. Yeah. I agree. Look at our kids today. Got kids that run the house. Mm. Well, yes, they got a lot of punk parents. <laughs> parents have been pumped out by their kids. Yeah. They, they reverse the rules. Thank you. The kids become the, the parent, the parents become the kids. Go do this for me. And get what they do. They get up and go do it. Yeah. I, I, I remember the day I was, uh, I went to Subway to get my sister's sandwich. And this lady was standing in front of me. And I almost went to jail, bro, sir. I almost went to jail for a stop. She was standing in front of me and she knew the girl behind the counter. She said, fix me a blah, 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 sandwich from the door. She said, I fixed spaghetti and meatball. And my daughter told me she didn't want that, and she sent me down here to get a sandwich. My hand went up to hit that thing in the back of her head. <laughs> I grew up, you ate what was on the table, or you didn't eat. When does a child send a parent somewhere, and you then went and cooked food, and went and made money to cook, and they tell you, I ain't going to eat that, and now I got to go get you a sandwich? The devil is a lie. My hand went up to hit that woman in the back of the head to call her a foolish person. <laughs> we, we, the devil is running rampant in our world, y'all. Mass shooting after mass shooting. Stuff that makes common sense to say, okay, make this person, if something come up about this person, put a red flag up. Well, we got to vote on that. Vote on a kid's life? Now every time somebody do some kind of mass shooting, it's a mental health issue. Well, didn't you know they had mental health before you sold them again? Or couldn't we have found that out? Mm -hmm. How is it that an 18-year-old can't drink legally, but they can own an assault rifle? Right? Mm -hmm. The devil is running rampant, y'all. And sometimes the devil tell people that wrong is right and right is wrong. And I ain't ready to open up that can because it ain't time. Because <laughs> I see you turn. Wrong will never be right. Proverbs 14 and 12. Proverbs 16 and 25. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the ends thereof are the ways of death. It's true. And y'all, all three of us know we have to be careful of that joke. Yeah. Save, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. We still got to be careful of him. Because even though he can't alter our destination, he can try to, I mean, our, our final destination, he can try to interfere with our trip getting there. That's all he does with the Christian that's on their way to heaven. He can't stop you from going to heaven. But he, and I, I've been trying not to say this word, but I guess it's giving it come out. He can make your trip hell going there. <laughs> he can't stop you. I want somebody to know that. The devil cannot stop you. If you are a blood-washed, blood born-again believer of Jesus Christ, the devil cannot stop you from going to heaven. And so what he does is because he knows he can't stop you, he interferes with the truth. Temptation after temptation. T.J. said one time, and I'm like, T.J., man, you're speaking out of self right now. But he said, uh, 
You know how people say, when I get to heaven, I can't wait to see Jesus, mama, daddy, sister, brother, wife, all them people. He said, I don't want to see nothing. He said, I want to see Adam. He said, I want to walk up to that joker and slap the mess out of him for making me have to go through all this mess. TD, you know you can't do that once you get to heaven. All that stuff is out your mind. But you see what the devil does with us. Yeah. How many times you and me be talking? Mm-hmm. And what walks in front of us? Yeah. How many times you been praying? You like, Lord, where in the world did that come from? Exactly. That's the thief. How many times you got ready to read your Bible? The next thing you know, you were asleep. Sometimes you got ready to go to church and a pain all of a sudden came that won't there when you got ready to start getting dressed up. I guess I won't go today. Mm-hmm. How many people wake up and it's raining on Sunday morning? I ain't going to church. But it's pouring down. Yeah, they want to get something new. Pouring down Monday morning. They got the umbrella up and they 15 minutes there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's the key. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. His job is to oppose. What Jesus does. That's what the Pharisees were doing. Yeah, yeah. But Jesus shows us something here in dealing with the thief. Regardless of what he tries, keep doing what God tells you to do. Let me tell you what gets me sometimes. I, just, it's just, I hear it a lot, you know, I just sometimes just I don't open up the I don't open up the can. Well, I ain't Jesus. Mm. Say so you ain't Jesus. I ain't Jesus. Well, we know you're not Jesus. Uh, we already know this is coming. It's coming. Uh, a fact that we know you're not. Well, I can't let that go. Well, Jesus, well, well I ain't Jesus. Right. That, that he's already there. He's there. He's in the midst of it already. He, he already started stirring up the conversation. Well, I ain't Jesus. They ain't gonna do that to me. I ain't gonna turn the other cheek. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like uh, how we're making these comparisons, even though, as you stated at the beginning, that uh, basically uh, in, in this particular passage, it's not actually talking about the thief being Satan, but Satan, as we're revealing now, has these thieves that Jesus is talking about these tendencies or these characteristics the way he works in the same way. Mm-hmm. All right, so when, when we're looking here, we're seeing that, uh, that this particular discourse uh, about the good shepherd and uh, as, as, as Jesus was putting, uh, is basically a, a, a direct response uh, to the mistreatment of one of Jesus' sheep, which was the blind man. Now you, you don't open up that I'm, I'm going to open it up. Right. But, and, and as we stated before, one of the reasons why Satan is after us so much, and, and we, we, we didn't mention this at, at, the, uh, at the beginning, yet, <coughs> is that we also have to understand that we are made in the image of God, which is so powerful to where what he wants to do, and, and when you look at that, over even in the book over uh, in the book of Genesis, uh, first chapter and uh, verse twenty six talks about God making us in the image, making us uh, in His image. Uh, he also talks about uh, when you really look at this, according to the Hebrew, uh, 
He says, let us make man as our image. He said, let's, let's make man as our image. And see, that's much more powerful when, when you read that and, and you do it in the, uh, or look at it in the Hebrew language. Because now, when you do that, what he's say, actually saying, uh, back in the ancient times, uh, if a king wanted to get his point across, uh, get his influence across, let people know that he owned a certain territory, what he would do would make statues of himself. And he would place these statues uh, around remote parts uh, of his empire. And, and what these, uh, these statues of him or these symbols would declare was that all of this territory is under his power and his reign. And he wanted people to know that if you come in here, I want to let you know that I run the show here. I run everything. I'm the king over it all. I call all the shots. And so everybody bows down to me because I'm in control of it. So he wanted to let people know that this was his empire. Okay? All right. Now, he was basically presenting his image to everyone so that their whole uh, focus would be on him. All right? Now, what God has done for us as humans, it's just the opposite. We're supposed to represent him on earth, all right, as living symbols of God. So what does the thief do? The thief wants to come in. He knows that's your purpose. He knows that's why God made you, to represent him, to be basically uh, representatives of him. He wants to come in and destroy that or change that and get you to do just the opposite. And so what does he do? He comes in like a thief and he steals, he kills, he destroys. He does everything that he can do to get you to not do what God has commanded us to do. Well, let me tell the folks some of the stuff he'll steal. All right. He'll steal your joy. He will. He'll steal your peace. He'll even try to steal your humility and make you think that you're more than you are. The Bible says, let him that think he stand take heed, lest he fall. Brother Sam, we have this debate all the time about C-S-A-C-M-M. Common sense ain't coming. <laughs> True. I am part of the creation. Right. Which means there was a creator. And me being part of the creation means that I am subject to the creator. Yes. The devil got beside himself. Because I like the way my old pastor used to say, he used to say the devil is God's devil. He got the big head. He steals people's common sense. He don't steal it, they give it to him. And then I'm going to tell you why he bothers us so much. 
and why he bothered us with certain stuff. So. But it is his desire to steal the minds of people. I mean, look at all the people, and I'm trying not to go here because it ain't time, but look at all the people who think you can live any kind of way. I mean, people that think this is right, and the Bible clearly says this ain't right. And then they'll go back and say, well, that ain't what he meant. He, he wants to, again, a thief's job is to take what doesn't belong to him. Because he's there to take every good thing in your life. The good things in your life. Yeah. I don't mean I don't mean the money and, and the cars or anything like that. He'll come steal your peace, mm -hmm. just a peace of mind and a peace. That's that 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 peace. That, that ain't nothing like having some peace. And, and see, Isaiah like I said, "I'll keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me." Mm -hmm. But what does the devil do? He'll come and remind you that this is doing, or mm -hmm. this is what they're doing, or this is how they're doing, or they talking about you over there, or they gave your promotion to somebody that you trained. Mm -hmm. Also, be mindful of who you talk to, you're sharing it with too. <laughs> Not always the biggest thing. And, and Flip Wilson messed us up years ago. I'm like, the devil made me do it. Devil can't make you do nothing. Only thing he can do <laughs> is give you a thought. Right. And what you do with it is up to you. It's true. But can I tell you why the devil, he don't throw something at you that does not get to you. He doesn't put stuff in front of you that's not going to bother you. He knows us so well because we used to work for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why he constantly feeds us the stuff that pleases our appetites. Right. That's why he'll put, if, if you like him a certain way, he's going to put it that way in front of you. And Lord knows don't let a little tragedy come in your life. I'm going to tell you right now, the devil don't care nothing about family. <clears throat> he don't care who in your family dies. He going to come in in the midst of your hurt mm -hmm. and try to take you down. Yeah. So we get that done. Right. Yeah. He wants to steal. He really wanted to steal God's place. I'm going to tell y'all something about this joker. He good. Mm -hmm. Well, he was good. Because he just said he took a third of the heavenly host with him. Mm -hmm. But if the truth be told, he really ain't that good. People just listen to anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also understand that he, be mindful that sometimes, when I hear people say it sometimes, you know what? I was listening to God told me. Now be mindful that you need to understand that is that God's voice you hear? Is that who really talking to you? Because sometimes you you got to discern this word with what's coming in your ear. Because if that don't line up with God's word, say, well, that's not God telling you that. So now you misunderstood that voice 
he already disguised the voice because that's how good he is. True. So that voice you're listening to, is that really God? Well, God told me to, but you didn't go back and reference what God's word said. You wanted to learn that thing up. You just went ahead off 100 miles an hour, whatever, you go in that direction because the voice told you to. Exactly. Now when you get in there, that and you done messed up, now it's like, Lord, I need you to help. Well, if that was Lord, that was the God that told you to do it, that would have been a mess up because he's not a God of mistakes. He's not going to lead you into that direction. Not like that, he won't. Because exactly. that's not exactly. who he is. Sure. The Bible says he's crafty. Yeah. So, kind. Mm -hmm. But then the Bible also tells me there's nothing new under the sun. So watch this. If there's nothing new under the sun, and if when he showed up, he showed up in deceptions and lies, he's still operating in deceptions and lies. Why is he getting so many people with the deceptions and the lies? The devil don't have any new tricks. He just used old tricks on new people, but sometimes he used old tricks on old people. And it's still. And it's still. about this thing in the chapel box, in the tomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he does not have any new tricks, but yet he's still fooling people. It's true. And that one thing he used to fool people the most is that four-letter word. Start with a T, end with an E. And got I in the middle of it. <laughs> time. Yeah, that's true. You that's got it. time. That's it. The only time you have is right now. That's the only time you really have. I agree. The only time that you have is what's here and what's available right now. They will tell you, don't worry about that. Take care of it tomorrow. And people say, well, tomorrow ain't promised. Yes, it is. Tomorrow is promised. It's just not promised to none of us. Tomorrow is coming, whether we're here or not. That's true. That's and again, Hebrews 9, 27. And as it is appointed unto man, once to die, but after this, the judgment. You know we talk about it. What are you doing in your dash? Right. From the womb to the tomb, what are you doing? True. How much of the devil are you allowing to operate? How much of the devil am I allowing to operate in my life? His mission is anti-God. Right. If I'm pro-God, he's anti-God, it's a constant fight. True. I should not let him win a battle, but because I'm wrapped up in this is not an excuse. <laughs> Don't want nobody to say it. Well, tell me say it, because I'm in flesh. I'm gonna lose. Yeah, you're gonna lose some battle. But you ought not lose everybody. 